The Asian Avengers. So weak. The Asian Avengers. So weak. So so fuckable, bro. You know? Whoa. Whoa. There's five Asian guys together. Wow. Did you ever go through a stealing phase? Do I think everyone should have a gun? Maybe. You can look me up. I don't care. I'll fight you. I don't care. You want to get high as fuck? You like opium? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Asian, Not Asian Podcast, the podcast where two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no Americans seem to give a fuck about. I am your host, Fumi Abe. And this week, as we mentioned uh, last time, uh, Mike is still on his vacation. So what we did is we took a bunch of fun segments that we did in previous episodes and we kind of uh, strung it together. Uh, it's a good one. You're, uh, if anybody was a fan of episode 18, the one featuring SJ Sun, um, we featured a segment from there uh, and a bunch of other things. So it's going to be a good time. Uh, before we start the episode, I just wanted to make a quick announcement. Uh, I, this is Fumiabe, I'm doing a half hour of stand-up comedy on September 15th in the West Village at a uh, piano bar called The Duplex. And it would be amazing if you guys could come out and support. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to be doing a half hour. And then my very good friend, Mary Beth Barone, will be doing another 30 minutes. Um, if you live in New York City, uh, longer sets are hard to come by. So if you want to get a different experience of comedy, uh, you should come on out. Uh, and the ticket link is in the description um, of this episode. And we'll probably also advertise it on Instagram and whatnot. But put that down in your calendar, September 15th uh, at the Duplex. Uh, 9.30 p.m., uh, I'll be doing a half-hour stand-up comedy. So come check us out. And also, uh, shout out to everybody who's been supporting us on Patreon. That's been really cool. And like I said last time, we'll do a special shout-out for that for everybody who's donated or invested, I should say, uh, when Mike is back. Before those of you who have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, we have a Patreon page where you can subscribe to our work and get access to cool things and bonus content which we'll release in the future so check that out at patreon.com slash asian not asian pod enjoy the episode yo so now story of the week this is one is uh i i went on a little trip this uh this past week yeah me. a business I went, trip right? i went on a business trip i went on a kind of uh what the company calls a development day i work for this creative agency which is like part of a really big much bigger kind of like uh i don't know what to call them advisory firm that's okay. what they call themselves i think i know you're looking giving what? me the look I know. Like a, so like a private equity company? No. So they just, they, it's kind of like a PR firm. They just do, they, okay. they, they do PR, but they like advise and they're okay. very fancy people. Okay. Okay. And uh, I don't really want to talk about them too much because to be, to be honest with you, I'm kind of scared of them. They, <laughs> they're really like, they have like, they're, they're the way the system works. They have all these, they have all these partners, right? Uh-huh. And all the partners are like crazy, like fancy people. Like they yeah. used to work for Bill Clinton or they used to like uh, work for the CIA or some shit like that. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so. You know, they uh, are pretty fancy. So they took a bunch of the offices out to this place in D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, called uh, Lansdowne, which is a kind of like a golf resort. OK, it's a it's a it's like a corporate resort, you it's, know, it's designed for get, uh, yes. retreats. Yes, it's designed for retreats because it has golf. OK, OK. Why people got, love that. Why people love golf. Yeah. Uh, it has like a um, really big, you know, a bunch of like office, like uh, not offices, but like, uh, you know, breakout roomy type things like big, yeah. you know, um, 
ballrooms and stuff like that for big meetings. Yeah, yeah. They have a you know like a nice restaurant. Mm. They have like a bunch of outdoor space where you can like do things like play cornhole because white people love cornhole. <laughs> and yes, how so, many people went to this? I would say there was like four or five hundred people. Oh fuck! I yeah. thought. See, I just thought you were going with your little team. No, no, my oh. team is small. My team is like twenty five. That's people. what I thought. Yeah, and you can pick us out right away because like we're all wearing like camo pants and like <laughs> supreme. <laughs> yeah, supreme and stuff like that. And like you know, like we're just I don't know. Dirty hipsters yeah. and um, I don't know. I was sitting in this in this thing. I don't, this is gonna get a little existential, but mm. do you ever think about how many layers there are above you, like as far as like uh, quality of people? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You know, like yeah. I'm I'm okay, but and then like amongst like even like uh, my other peers and my creative peers, there's like a lot of like other people who are like much better, and then and then there's like this whole other world of just like fanciness. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Golf playing. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. <laughs> Golf is just the beginning. You know? It's that, the, yeah, nine holes. It's just the beginning. Yeah. And it just, like, keeps going up. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the thing that when I moved to um, the East Coast. Because in California, there is those layers. But I think because partially it's newer. It's like a newer state. And partially just because of the culture. Like, it seems flatter. It seems like there's, mm. like, there's, like, low, like, not low, but, like, wor- you know, working class construction type people people like middle class folks who were like working in an office park yeah and then there's like <laughs> and then there's some fancy people who live like um on the beach yeah yeah and that's it yeah but here it's like it doesn't it doesn't matter how rich you are there's always going to be like 40 more levels of richness yeah 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 you know because it's just like so okay for example the head of the people the person who who started my company mm-hmm. he's a knight he's a sir sir something something he's a know? knight yeah dude like, he's a, do you know what I'm saying? Is he British? <laughs> he's British. Why did he? How do you get knighted again? I have no idea. <laughs> what's the process for? What's uh, the process? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he killed somebody. You know I didn't I mean? know that. Not killed somebody, but like you know, stabbed like a dragon. That's interesting that he would get knighted, and he's like, I want to start a creative agency. When I was a younger person, it's yeah. like, oh, a corporate retreat. That sounds so lame. Yeah, I feel that way right now. Right, I have to go to one in August. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I'm, now I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is tight as fuck. <laughs> Why are people hating on this? A we get oh, so this is the best part. Yeah. We all got our own hotel rooms. Oh, that's nice. You know, that's nice. I was like ready to bunk four at a time. Yeah. Okay. I got that immigrant <laughs> mentality. I was like, this whole agent, all the agency people, we're all gonna be in one room. All right. Three in the bed, two on the ground, three in the bed, one in the bathtub. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna and rotate you're ready the shower. For it. You're we're, ready I was ready. For it. I don't yeah. care. But everybody got their own. I got. Damn. I was in a hotel room with two beds. Wow. Right? One for my shit and one for me. Oh, wow. You That's know? the American's dream. Yeah. And then we would go down and eat this food. And yeah. it was like solid, you know, very good food. Yeah. You know, had like live entertainment and stuff like that. An open bar. Everyone was getting drunk. Yo. It's like, it is, it is lit. I was like, yo, corporate America is sick. <laughs> they take care of you. you they know? do. They take care of you. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so tell us more about like, because uh, when I hear retreat, I, I've only done it like a couple times in my life, but I always think of that office episode. Where uh, Michael takes his whole team to like yeah. a beach, yeah, and they do like uh, bonding exercises. So that's what I'm that. saying is that like you know what's what's good about that episode and in general the office is that you know you're forced to hang out with a lot of in, at work you're forced yeah. to hang out with people and like hang and like bond with people, yeah, right. Which you don't norm who you may or may not normally hang out with, yeah, right. And like it is kind of weird if like you're a young Asian guy and you're trying to hang out with like a forty plus year old. A lady who like has two kids and stuff like that, and you're both trying to like do like shots of tequila. It's like yeah, it's, yeah, it's a yeah, weird yeah, yeah. dynamic, you know. But when when we all went together, this big agency, it's because I feel like, and again, going back to the layers of society, like all these people, they kind of came from the same 
place. And I'm not even saying race. Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. Oh, there's a lot of white people. But yeah. I just mean like... <laughs> Whisper. <laughs> you know, like, you know, they're all like educated at Ivy Leagues. Mm. They are, or, or if not Ivy, like a really good, like really yeah. good schools. Yeah. You know, they all kind of like went through the same experiences. Like, so they have like a very similar cultural thing. So no matter what age you are, either if you're, you know, in your 60s or if you're just a, a, a new kid. Yeah. You can sit there and like kind of like bond over the same things. Now, you know, obviously there's a like generational differences, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, like it, it wasn't it wasn't as as awkward as it was. And I think it's because um, they came from dope lives. And yeah. this is just a continuation of dopeness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dope, oh, dope you know, breeds dope. Yeah. They, I, I've been playing golf since I was a kid. Yeah. I still play golf. Yeah. And here we are at a golf place. Yeah. So it's yeah, just yeah. Like, you know, like just kind of. How did you fit into all that, though? I didn't. You know, <laughs> I didn't. So you're just in the corner eating your fucking French fries. I'm walking around. Uh, okay. First of all, <laughs> so one thing I did. Okay. So. <laughs> This is another awesome thing yeah. that at the at this at this retreat. So like in between all the break rooms, there's you know there's like a hallway and they have um they have like snack stations. Yeah. Okay. Love that. Yes. <laughs> Fucking love that shit. Okay. And they have like tons of coffee. Okay. Right. right? So first of all, I love coffee. I had maybe like eight cups a day, and I would just Whoa. keep loading up on coffee. Like every time I would go outside, I would just get more coffee. And then in between, like during the meetings, I would go outside get more coffee. I love coffee. And there was like tons of snacks. Yeah. Right. So everything from like brownies and stuff of that to like packaged goods. So, you know, like, and so when I, when I, whenever I would see anything, I have, I wear a lot of cargo pants. So yes. like I would just grab a bunch of food and stuff it into my pants. <laughs> That's like middle school behavior. Dude. <laughs> and everyone's like, Mike, what are you doing? Like, you know that you can, there's, this is just going to keep being here. And I was like, oh, that is a white man trick. Okay. That is a white man trick. Don't tell me this is going to be here later. Okay. I'm going to take it now. So I grabbed that shit. You, I had, you have an accent. For yeah, some I, no, I take it now. I take it now. No, it's good. You go away. You know. And I was just like, and I still have, I have like, I have like five Kit Kats and like three bags of chips in my backpack right now, right now. that I brought back from this retreat. Oh my god, you brought it back, dude, man. You know, and and I'll tell you what happened too. So I was at one of the lunches. They had like these little awesome cake bites. Yeah. Super cool. Love like, those. oh, they're so good. Yeah. And I ate one and I was like, okay, you know, what? I don't, I don't want to be a pig. I don't want to yeah. be weird. Yeah. I'm not going to take any more because I'm sure these will be back later. And guess what? They never came they back. They never came back. They never came back. And I was like, this is the white man trick. <laughs> okay. So I was like, I'm not falling for that again. So every time I, I so I had a huge breakfast, I would eat these huge breakfast. I yeah, love yeah. breakfast. Yep. I ate so much scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is this is me. This is so so everybody stupid. else, everybody else is like, I went to Harvard and like, you know, I'm a, I I advised Obama and I'm sitting there just like scrambled eggs, son, and Kit Kats and Kit Kats and and then like I would go, and then we went to the meeting and there was a there was like the uh, uh like another snack table and there was breakfast there for yeah. I guess if you didn't get to eat breakfast in the cafeteria, yeah. so they had breakfast burritos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breakfast burritos, son. Yeah. I took like three, man. I put that shit in my backpack. In your backpack. I flew that shit back to New York. I ate that later on. Oh before, my god. Before one of my open mics, doc. <laughs> That's me. That's me. Damn. That's how I fit into this. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a that's a poor person mentality. Okay, you're trying did, to buy. You're out you here trying to buy a house. Bag, did you bring a a a, a container? Nah, doc. <laughs> it's a breakfast burrito. Well, I mean, it's like wrapped in something. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, that shit was just like went, I went. I put that shit through TSA. Damn, they were like, dude. "What is this?" Is, I was like, "That's a breakfast burrito, sir." <laughs> that shit's delicious. Stupid. Anyways, that's oh, where I am in the corporate ladder. Damn, stealing well, breakfast burritos. <laughs> well, good luck, man. Um, <laughs> someday maybe you'll be CEO. I don't know. <laughs> oh. 
Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Right, we are at, uh, what is this called? Career advice from bad Asians. Career advice from bad Asians. Career from bad Asians. This is where us, the three of us today, Mike, SJ, and me, Fumi, were creative Asians. And uh, we wasted our college degree. We give we give people who are looking for career guidance some advice. Career, therefore, creative, therefore bad. Yes. Yes. Uh, as according to our Asian mom's <laughs> definition. So th- today, uh, you know, we just kind of look on Reddit to see what you were talking about. This is an interesting one I found. This one's called, I followed my passion and I regretted it. <gasps> what would I, but, what would you do? Yeah, but this is a really funny passion. Yes, here we go. Hey, all. So I graduated from college in 2015 with a degree in business administration. Immediately after, I followed my passion and began working in, a, in commercial fishing, which eventually led me led to me starting a business in fishing in 2017. Hmm. Because of certain... Passion. I mean, uh, fishing, <laughs> fishing passion. Commercial fishing. Passion. So specific. Fishing passion. Because of certain outcomes in regards to laws, regulations, and cost of living, I now see that I was very foolish to follow my passion in this field. Recently, I've been contemplating becoming a high school teacher, parentheses, which I would have to go back to school for, or to just pick up the pieces and enter the labor market with my degree. I'm wondering if anyone here has ever been in the position that I've been in and what you would do if you were in my position. Thanks. So mm. this is a deep one. I don't know if you've ever been really into fishing and decided to make it Oh, your you're like innately into fishing, right? Because you're I? Vietnamese. Oh. Hey. Is that, that's not offensive, is it? Is, are you saying that because you watched that episode of Ugly Delicious? Probably. That no. was how a lot of Vietnamese people made money when, yes. they, when they moved here. We're all about crawfish crawfish yeah and now it's like a thing we, we we do it better than the the cajuns the cajuns do. seriously mm-hmm. and, yeah. and take that france i was living in new orleans for a couple of years <laughs> oh and yeah like it was there were just like so many vietnamese run fisheries yes we uh i was wrong about just gambling and fighting it's also fishing we also do that. <laughs> three, things. three things vietnamese people do um but you know you followed your passion and do yes. you think that you've made a huge mistake it's right. hard to think of your life as a mistake or not a mistake. Okay. That's what mm. I'm thinking about this Reddit person. Yeah. Okay, that's it's good. It's because they're like, oh man, this is the way like your mom would kind of position your life ah. as. It's either, it's either this or it's that. Like you made it or you're not. You're successful or you're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and yes. so, yeah. I mean, I don't think I, I have, I'm not like successful or I've made it. I've. I'm happy with the direction I've gone in. Like I was working first as a school teacher. Then I was working in advertising as an account executive, which Mm. is the worst. Mm -hmm. It's not creative. No, not at all. I thought it would be creative. Right. 
Um, you have to deal with everybody's shit. You're just yeah. the organizer. You're yeah. the organizer and you mm-hmm. professionally send emails for a living. Yes. Um, but yeah, so no, I, I pursued acting and improv, which you don't make any money on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like I've, I'm like, six, I don't know, I'm not like famous or anything, but I'm so happy that I've um, kind of had the courage to mm. take, oh my gosh, courage! 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 I should get into Harvard! Oh my god. Now you can. Now you can. Now you can. Let's reapply. But, Let's but all I, reapply. We have personalities now. We're much more likable. I've had the courage to really pursue something that I was like, I think maybe I'm good at this. And I think that, and it's a huge risk. Of course. Like it's a huge risk. With like risk, um, you know, there's all there's always the possibility of like failure or whatever. But um, yeah, I just, I guess what I'm thinking about this person is that it's not binary. Right. Can I ask you something? Uh, How long have you been in the biz? Oh, man. Um, I, I say, oh, man, like it's been like 30 years. <laughs> I wish. Uh, no. A grizzled actor. Like, <laughs> 1.5 <laughs> years. Um, oh, man. Four, three and a half years. Wait, four. See, so that's four, not even, five. it's not that long. It's not. It's right? really so, not that long. So like, I think we're, we're on the <laughs> same boat. Years? I've been doing comedy yeah. for a little over four years. Yeah. And like, yeah. when people really? ask. Yes. Twinsies. So, so when We're people all. ask me shit like this, it's like, I can't even really answer that question because I don't even know how good it can get. And I don't even know how bad it can get. Right. We're so this guy start, graduated in 2015. So he's he's like giving up 25. in 2017. Yeah. This yeah. guy has no courage, bro. Yeah. Stick it in the stick. Stick it no out with courage. If you do something for two years, you don't really get, I mean, I guess it's enough time to like get a sense of what's happening, but it's not like, it's not enough time unless you're chosen you're the chosen one which we know in comedy there are some chosen people who uh start getting shit like a year in Mm -hmm. which i am not and it's fine most people are not this guy he's not a chosen fisherman okay chosen fisherman he's going through a rough patch he's going through a rough patch and these are the things these are the things that can make you a great fisherman i assume i have no idea what i'm talking about (laughs) this is like you know bombing on stage right yes exactly yes around two years and i don't know if your experience was like this around two years you get over the like honeymoon of of chasing your dream and Mm -hmm. you're just kind of like in the slog of it and because you're working at it, you're you you're better than you were, but you now know how terrible you are. And in you know, <laughs> right, like yeah. so for like two, right. for like my second year up till now is like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm so bad at comedy. But that you can either quit or you can, you know, try to get past the hump and try to get to like the greener pastures on the other side. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, around two years for anything, whether Any, whether anything. whether you're a fisherman or a com- comedian, right, it's gonna be bad for you. You know, mm-hmm. most people. I don't know if you would agree. Sorry, can you recap what you just said? <laughs> was there a time it, when you when you were doing your thing where you're like, "Whoa, I got to stop. I got maybe this isn't right for me." And and how did you get through that? Yeah, your low moments. No, Tell us about your low I moments. Know. Yeah, the low. A low moment which, five days a week. Absolutely and then perfect. Saturday, I drink a cup of water because I'm always dehydrated. <laughs> you always just need to be drinking water and then sometimes buying yourself a new shirt because then you feel mm. very happy and successful. Mm. But um. Oh, I think I have a low moment after the close of any project because I think mm. when you're not a nine to five investment banker or you know have a traditional day job, you are working on a project about project basis. Mm-hmm. So like there was like my Amazon film, the Sujung Dreams of Fiji, that was like so exciting and so fun, and I had such highs. But then like after it was done, you're kind of like, what do I do now? Mm. And you kind of have to start over or think about what is my voice? Like, am I like honing in on my voice and like what mm. am I trying to say? And so like every week I'm trying to think about what is it in my next thing that I do that um, I want to say to the world or share with the world. And then also opportunities come to you as well at the same time. So it's like, you know, 
back and forth. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. either you can yep. be the entrepreneur and try to start something and wrangle all your friends and whatever, or it's the other way around. People are like, hey, do you want to like be a part of this? I don't know. Do you feel like, uh, so you you, touch, you talked about voice and I, you know, we're uh, in our fourth or fifth year doing stand up, and usually they say like, it takes like five, like it takes right, like right. eight years, 10 years to get on your <clears> phone. <throat> and I feel like, Lately, I have an uh, idea, like, n- I don't have the voice, or a voice at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm terrible. Shush. But <laughs> I'll stop talking. <laughs> uh, but there are some things that I'm like, okay, I could see where in a, in several years, this may become something that I talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're, do you feel like those inklings, do you feel like you're coming along with your voice? Like, these are yeah. the things that are kind of like my themes or, or whatever? Only recently have I okay. started talking about Asian American issues. Oh, I mean, maybe a couple of years ago, but that's still very new for me. You know, right. I'm 30, so 28. You're that's 30? when I was. Yeah. What the fuck? What do you think <laughs> I was? I thought you were like 24. Oh my gosh. She's 30, bro. Ugh. She's older than me. Yeah. So, um, no, for t- like two years ago, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> still kind of like math. Mike is doing the math. Um, <laughs> I wear a lot of light pink. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm getting like that Kaiser Soze thing, you know, where I'm just like all the pieces are coming together and I'm like, oh my God, she is 30. You know what I'm saying? Look at her. It look all at her, makes sense. Look at her comfortable shoes. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't seriously. fuck around with I'm sandals sorry. anymore. Wait, what am I wearing? I'm wearing sneakers. Yeah, mm. you can't wear sandals in the city ever. That's disgusting. Also started wearing Crocs. Maybe that's yeah. a mark of yeah. Crocs, 30. Baby. I love Crocs. Yes, Crocs. So comfortable. Uh, man, I wish they would sponsor. But, okay, us. But, so, okay, so you're okay. saying so you're so you're start talking about Asian oh yeah, American. Asian American things. Like only recently have I had the courage to say that because sure. of things like happening in the media. Like I don't know, as simple as um, Constance Wu, mm-hmm. as simple as seeing, seeing Greta Lee on high maintenance, mm-hmm. right? Or seeing um, Constance Wu in Fresh Off the Boat, or even with the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Really. Um, seeing how you can stand up and fight and have a voice for your people um because you know asian americans we are seen as not having a voice and so when i really started to understand that that's what really like lit a fire under my ass and i was like oh this is it right oh man i'm really scared like Mm -hmm. that was the main thing is like oh i'm so scared right now because like i'm so angry and i have so much to say about my identity and people like me that i'm nervous that i'm going to immediately like be judged say the wrong thing seem like i'm complaining Mm, seem like Mm. i'm making a big deal and that's exactly that's 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 exactly that's your own enemy right Mm -hmm. so i see yes like my voice Mm, you know evolving and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm trying different things out especially this year in 2018 I think I'm trying new things out because um, I'm writing more and I'm trying to write things for theater and like all as well right. as film so it's just all like such an experiment um, I think so, yeah. with that's the thing right? you, you had mentioned fear and being scared and I think when you chase a passion like this even with this guy doing this fishing thing you know you're gonna come across these like hurdles and you know in order to make money in any business you gotta do something different right so maybe this guy was trying something different it didn't really work and it's scary i, I think for him because he might be losing a lot of money yeah doing it and that's that's but that i mean wh- where do you when do you know when to stop or does that is that different from everybody you know because i think that's what this guy was saying he's like well, you know, he did it for two years it sounded like he invested a lot of money into it and i think he's giving up because he's out of funds maybe you know mm. sure so but if you're an actress if you're a comedian you know you don't make a lot of money 
like if you're going through like some financial shit is that when you stop you know like what's you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i don't know there's probably a way where yes if you're broke and you have no money and you're like basically screwed then Mm -hmm. you have to stop and make money right because right, you, <laughs> you have to, have to, you have to like be alive first you gotta start Career catering advice, yes. asap yeah. first of all Career advice <laughs> feed yourself feed yourself yeah but i think there's also small ways where you can continue doing your passion or whatever it is that you um like this fishing thing that you want to do um you know maybe you can't buy the boat i don't know how to yeah right i have no idea what is this company i'm like go ahead you can't don't buy the boat man maybe you can get some fishing rods i have no idea what are we talking about don't buy the yacht or the boat (laughs) but there are small ways where you can um feel like you are chasing that voice of yours you know yeah and i think for people who are you know doing their doing their passion or have not succumbed to being a financial analyst or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and really have a need to express themselves either artistically or through starting their own business. Um, I completely forgot what I was talking, what I was going to say. <laughs> well, okay. Let me just say this. I think this is a, and you tell me how you feel about this. Cause this is like a very famous quote that Bill Burr has said when people ask him advice on comedy, which I think can apply to any industry. He says, it's not about how funny you are. It's about who wants it the most. And so the guy who's oh. on top at the end is, who wants it the most and if you didn't mm. make it there it's because somebody else wanted it more than you mm. now that is a very hopeful thing you know it's, it's very um theoretical if he really wanted to be a fisherman a commercial fisherman if that was really his dream he could make it happen he could make it happen somehow he could make it happen somehow like somehow. he would do something maybe it, it's about him taking a two-year hiatus and going back to it but it sounds right. like if he shake if he shook already at mm-hmm. this Oh, the regulations changed and I can't fish on this bay anymore. If that's going to fucking shake you, maybe you didn't maybe, maybe you didn't want it to wasn't know. really a passion for you. Mm-hmm. Did you, you know? did you have any have you have you had any breaking points yet? Have you come across that? Where I was like, oh, like, shit, you, I oh, made a horrible like, yeah, yeah, you like, tested oh, your fuck. your determination was tested. Yeah, where you were like really like, like maybe this isn't going to work out. Cuz I've definitely have that and I have that almost all the time. Oh, man yeah, yeah it's, it's it's okay to like, say no it's okay it's to say like no to what yeah. degree right i don't think i've had the realization like i've made a terrible mistake mm-hmm. but it's almost just like a slow everyday doubt in yourself yes. that you live with yes, for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. um but, but also which is I, much I, worse in some ways i <laughs> think i'm very fortunate to have a support network like people yes. who believe in you like and mm. someone a friend who says like great job it just means so much as That's an entrepreneur as, Mike doesn't have That's why I got that. my wife <laughs> is wife. always like what are you doing with your life well all in all what do we say to this guy what's our advice okay let's quick go around quick like the lightning round of yeah. what what you think we should he should do he should do um i think that he needs to really look inside and think to himself, is this really his passion? Like, if you really want to go out there and fish sea bass all the time, if that's what you, you want to do that more than anything else in the world, then you got to be prepared to go through shit like this because I've already told my girlfriend that, like, I want comedy. Like, that comedy comes first. She's mm-hmm. second. I've already told her this. Like, no matter what happens that's between real us, I told her, like, I'm always going to, if there's a hot show, it's her anniversary, I'm going to go to the hot show. And that's just the way, because that's what I want right now. Right. And we've had this conversation. So, like, ask yourself if this is what you really, is want. really want. And if, if it is what you want, you will find a way to make it happen. Um, I'm going to uh, first say, um, Gino, you're first. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 Don't worry. You know, my wife is first. 
this is comedy is like easily eighth. Uh, no, um, no, I would say yeah. Just for as in an immediate sense, just take a breath and see if you if, if are you just going through a rough patch. You know, mm-hmm. there's sometimes this thing, you freak out, right? This is, I'm gonna uh, on top of uh, magic, the gathering. I also do jujitsu, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, we really? love talking about that. Yeah, and there's a there's a thing you can do sometimes when someone slaps on a submission hold like you're, they're choking you if you just don't move for a little bit they will let go sometimes mm. because they don't think they have it they will that i'll do this to one of my friends i'll get him and he just won't move for a little bit and we're in a stalemate and i'm squeezing as hard as i can and he doesn't give up and i and i, I get tired because <laughs> it's very hard to hold on to it and yeah. so i give up and then like later on like after training he'll be like you know you had it but i just didn't tap i just i just waited until you got tired. Ah, so you can just wait it out sometimes. Yeah. So that's if very, life that's is choking you, advice. if life is choking you, sometimes you just got to wait a second. Don't move. Don't move. <laughs> just wait a second. You know, maybe maybe the guys come to take his boat. I mean, we really have, should have researched that. No what are the regulations that changed? Maybe you the know, government? Maybe, maybe it's just a bad month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, see yeah. how it is before you, you know, before you, before you make any... That's good. Anything drastic. That's but good. What about you, SJ? What do you think? Mm, that was so insightful. What a great metaphor. I can't tell if you're being like mean to me or not. I'm being serious. <laughs> it's totally that Han, bro. It's that Han, no, 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 bro. Yeah. I know, Han. and I could kill I you. I hope you like it. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, it's just her on the podcast. It's gone. Welcome Hi, to Asian, not Asian. This is Fumi, and Mike. I ate them. I ate them. <laughs> and now it's just me forever. Um, uh, okay, my advice is uh, that's great to take a breath. Again, drink a glass of water. That always helps. Um, but going back to like the non-binary thing, like this is not, yes. it's not success and it's not failure and it's not like a terrible mistake or or y- the greatest regret of your life. Um, I do think that daily psychological torture and self-doubt, it comes with um, w- however you pursue your passion, however you like start y- your creative job or whatever it is that you do. And um, sometimes it's tougher than others. Like some some days are hard yes. and sometimes days are a little bit easier to deal with. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree with you, Fumi, that if it's something that you really know you want to do and you have to do it, you might need to take a couple months off or a year off or whatever, but you'll find a way. Like you can get scrappy as fuck to <laughs> for fishing. Super yeah, it's like to, the most to uh, make something work, to like make a new job work, or to yeah. make mm. your company work. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I so I, I also, so I think that um, I don't think it was a mistake though for this guy. Yeah, I agree. That's a good. That's a good way to think about it. There's, it's not. It's not it's a never mis- a mistake. Not a mistake. You still learn something. You're still learning. Yeah, about that's good. what kind of fish are valuable, and that's you can talk we about. We really date. okay. Next time, guys, we're gonna pick another job. <laughs> this one is just ridiculous. I mean, is it a fishing startup? Like, is it like an app? Is there an app for fishing? I don't fishing? know. I'm sorry we didn't research this, but uh, I hope I hope this was helpful. And uh, good luck. Good fishing. luck to you, man. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is Asian Yelper. Oh snap! One of our one of our best segments. I feel. I love this segment. Yeah. And uh, Mike, if you do the honors, the quick a quick synopsis of what the segment's all about. Uh, Asian Yelpers, we uh, go to Yelp, and uh, which is what Asian people do, and we uh, find some hilarious Asian reviews of different things. Uh, uh, us being in New York City, we've got a lot of uh, significant. Um, tourist 
destinations and uh, we, we're going to see what people say about them. We, we've done uh, Asian Yelp on uh, Circle. Circle. Sick. Yep. We did one on Brooklyn Bridge. Not yep. good for running. Not good for running. And, um, <laughs> and now today, we're doing... We're doing one on the Statue of Liberty. Oh, snap. Is yeah. it good for running? <laughs> I don't know. I Probably hope not good, good for running. So small. So. Just an island. Also, so far away. Have to take a boat. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, first of all, I just want to say shout outs to the uh, Statue of Liberty as a as yeah. a, as an icon. You know, send very us high your huddled masses. You have, um, four, you have four and a half review, uh, four and a half stars. I so. feel four and a half stars. That's very difficult to get. That is, but it's you like know? it's hilarious because like per se has probably five out of five, and it's like what's more important here per se or fucking <laughs> or statue, freedom or freedom. Mm, I don't know. Have you been to per se? So, um, so I'm scrolling down here on the Yelp page, and, and we had to uh, find. Uh, so who's giving this one star? I'm thinking Osama bin Laden gave him one star. <laughs> Dude, that'd be so funny uh, if there, if those were like the telltale signs, of, yeah. uh, like the the government's doing analysis on um, stopping terrorism. They're just yeah. on Yelp. He's like, who who's who disrespecting, the, disrespecting the Liberty Bell in Philly? The Liberty. <laughs> who is saying that? Oh my God! It's Osama bin Laden again. This <sighs> place blows. Arrest him. Arrest him <laughs> right now. <laughs> Uh, and you know, scrolling down, not very hard to find Asians because they're everywhere. Mm. And uh, here we go, here we go. This girl did a uh, TLDR. That is Reddit for too long. Don't read or didn't read. Didn't read. Didn't read. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is by uh, I can't. I guess I don't want to say her name, but she's on. Uh, this is an Asian girl. Uh, I know that because she's got an Asian name. It's only three letters long. And, <laughs> That's uh, how you know. <laughs> Here we go, TLDR. Too bad this is such an iconic place because the process to get there and back, especially getting to Ellis Island, is a logistical shit show unparalleled by any shitty airport I've ever been to. Make sure to buy crown slash pedestal tickets or it's not worth it. Damn. <laughs> Dude. Hey, you know she's what? She's complaining about the fucking ride there and back. You know what? If you think it was hard to get to Ellis Island now, wait until back in the day when you're our parents had to get to Ellis that's Island. That's what I'm saying, so, Although I guess we didn't go that way. But, you know, saying, that way, metaphorically speaking, okay? That's so funny. <laughs> Can you imagine the people dude. leaving this kind of review back then? Like dude. some Eastern European immigrants right. with exactly. one suitcase? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, O'Shaney McNamara. <laughs> oh, oh, one star. This is not the land of opportunity. I thought I was told. I've got the tickets. <laughs> This place is a shit show. This, oh, make sure to get the crown tickets. You could never... This girl, I don't know what her citizenship status is, but she could never get into the U.S. with this kind of attitude, you know? <laughs> she hates freedom. Okay, how about this? Okay, we're New Yorkers. Yeah. Where would you take your family if they're visiting? Because I remember my my aunt and uncle mm-hmm. and their kids came and they were like, let's go to, let's go to the Times Square. And I take over with them to Times Square. And God, it's so fucking terrible there. Of course. And then, and then, and then, I remember uh, my cousin had to use the bathroom, and I was like, "Well, you're just gonna have to take a shit on the ground because I have no <laughs> idea where the fuck you're gonna go right now." You know what I'm saying? There's just, I mean, I, I don't know where you went. I think you went to a hotel, but yeah. like, you know, like where would you? People always want to do shit like that's that. That's um, that's what I love about living in New York for a long time is I know where I can always take a shit. Yes. Times Square, like all those hotels, like Marriott Hilton. Just walk it's right too in. big, so they can't yeah, track you. Just, you. you just, just walk know. right in. Okay, nice. If you're in Soho, Uniqlo always has a bathroom. Ooh, I, you know what? I went into the Soho Uniqlo once, yeah. and it was a, it was horrible. The like, bathroom? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's not very clean. It was like, it, it was, oh my God. I mean, it's not that dirty. Was it that bad? Well, yes. <laughs> what ha- like what was a shit on the floor? What it was, was just the- it was just really gross and like I it, like I was like oh now I don't know if I can like buy like you know Arism teas anymore. You know what I'm 
I don't know. I guess I would take them to, I would try to focus them on like the food experience. Yeah. So you take you know them to like saying? nice restaurants. Not even nice, but like Roberta's. Okay. You know, that's a good I know what? Place. I bet people are saying some shit about that. But Roberta's? Ooh, yeah. Ooh, good one. So um, Roberta's, for people who don't know, is a pretty famous pizza place in Bushwick. It's in a pretty cool neighborhood, uh, but it's been around for a minute and it's got like thin crust, but it's also got like newer kind of topping so it's a little bit more modern but it's supposed to be pretty solid uh i found an asian here yes do it okay here we go what she and she gave it what one star first time there picking up my pizza from the takeout section and the guy handing out the orders was a total jerk apparent i apparently crossed into some section i didn't belong in but instead of kindly redirecting uh redirecting me he embarrassed me by making a show of it he, reposi- he repositioned his velvet rope divider with more uh, assertion than was necessary and said, let's try this relationship again with more attitude than was necessary. It's just pizza, which, by the way, is decent. I had the bee sting. I can drizzle some honey onto any dollar slice pizza and be fine. I wasn't planning on going back uh, of this restaurant's contribution to the gentrification of Bushwick now. Now I'm definitely not going back because of rudeness. Edit. And their pizza gave me indigestion. <laughs> You know what though, but you know what's funny <clears throat> is that at first she still she still said pizza was decent. So no, the, the thing is, I think a lot of these places the food is pretty good because yeah. New York City, yeah. you know. But yeah. this is such a fu- let's try this relationship again. Mm. If some white dude, I know he's white by the way. No, no, oh not white person has ever said that in their life. <laughs> let's try this relationship again as he fucking puts a red velvet. Why is there a red velvet? Like it's a fucking club. Yeah, or something. this guy definitely is at UCB. You know. <laughs> He's an improv for He's sure. He's a level three improv. Oh my god, he you know? is. His dude, personality so is coming he through. He thought he thought like he was in a movie because that's like something from a movie. right. Exactly. He he, probably, you're gonna he say some fucking jack that you know, shit. He from thought a movie. that yeah. He thought he was gonna like be cutesy about it. Yeah. And shit and, you know. Let's try this relationship again. Let's do this again. You oh. can't say that to an Asian girl. Don't fucking yes and me with that shit with your fucking <laughs> velvet rope. Don't yes and this velvet rope. I would lose my shit if someone talked to me like that's really. Um, I think that's like a really th- important nuance that's that we need to address when two people of not of the same ethnicity are talking yes. is there's different ways of communication and i think a lot of times like why people do that to sound quirky yes but it oftentimes com- comes off very condescending yes very condescending it does yeah because i think with white people when they talk to other white people yeah and they say something like let's try this relationship again yeah the other white person would be like oh this person's being so you know interesting yeah you know? yeah but for me i'm just like what the fuck what is that supposed to mean right you know right, what right, relationship right. do you think we have <laughs> right. you know what i'm saying you are a server <laughs> right. i am the customer exactly. i give you money this is the relationship right 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 you know so uh, that has happened where like somebody says something <clears> cute and I'm just like, what the, what is, what, what the fuck are you even talking about? Yeah, I'm trying to you think of like a time when somebody, I, it's, I've had that happen to me too, and it's always been like a hipster white guy, <sighs> probably an improv, like you said, <laughs> but you know, depending on what class they're taking, they're not always that funny, you know? Right, exactly. This is definitely like level two or three, like you said, like I see some creativity here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> some creativity. But you know what? Let's uh, let's go ahead and really explore your motivation. <laughs> your motivation is to get a tip. You know, okay? if I, if he, if he had an improv chair, maybe he'd be funnier, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, we need he needs to drag out a he couple needs, stools. He needs to drag out some stools, sit on it backwards, you know? pretend like he's driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, try yeah. this. Let's try this yeah. relationship again. Somebody's pretending to read a map. Oh God, God. no. Fucking, well, you know, you know what? But my favorite part about this, I think, is that uh, it it didn't sit with the Asian girl very well, mm. and their pizza gave me indigestion, lactose intolerance. That's a thing. That's what it is. That's a thing. I chugged milk the other day. Don't ask me why. And I got a huge stomachache. Did you fart? 
It wasn't even, it was beyond farting. Like, oh, it oh, really shit. hurt. Damn. Uh, actually, remember that one time you came to record the podcast and I was like holding a warm water bottle over my yes. stomach like I had a fucking period or something? I thought you were just a big baby. Yes, but I, it happened again because I was drinking another smoothie and it hurt me. Damn. Um, but anyways. These I, are Asian uh, problems. These are Asian problems. And, you know, it's not funny to... When, when I'm getting... When I'm eating cheese and getting indigestion, <laughs> there's not a time for you to fucking improv me, you know? <laughs> there's not a time for me yeah. to try out Come some on. techniques yeah. you learn from... Amy Poehler or whatever, you know. <laughs> I don't give who the fuck your teacher is. Right, exactly. Amy, po- yeah. Amy Poehler would have been funny about it too. Yes. What would she have said? She would have been like, I don't know. What she I don't know. Her. I'm rich. Get out of here. You know, <laughs> something like that. What am I doing in a Roberta's? <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for listening. That was episode 29. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, a couple of quick things before we end the podcast. Just a quick announcement. Uh, our monthly show, Hexity Comedy, the one that Mike and I produce together, the next one is on September 19th, the same day as Yom Kippur, and that's going to be at 8 o'clock at Black Cat LES 172 Rivington Street. That's a free show. Come check us out if you're in the neighborhood. Also, again, I'm doing a half-hour stand-up comedy uh, the same week. Nope. I lied. The week before, I guess like four days before, that Saturday, September 15th at 9.30 p.m. at the Duplex. Uh, it's going to be really fun. Mike will be there. He won't be performing, but he'll just be there. So you can talk to him and, you know, ask him about his fashion and, and his tattoos. He'd love that. He really needs the attention. So please come on out. The information and the ticket link is in the description of this episode. So click. Uh, I think it's five bucks. I think it's five bucks if you buy it now. So get on that shit. And uh, again, Patreon. Uh, sign up. Sign up on Patreon, man. We're gonna get. We're gonna. It's something that we're gonna really invest in. You know, right now you get a shout out for two bucks a month. But uh, we're gonna do bonus content. We're gonna do a secret Facebook group. We're gonna do all these fun things we have uh, planned. So uh, please join the movement now uh, while we are not famous. And thank you so much for listening as always. And uh, We'll see you guys next week. Bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. (laughs) AutoTrader.